Shalom and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. <laughs> We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy ocean news. This is really happy news. Okay. So the blue whales returned to California this year at levels not seen since before whaling, according to the Good News Network. How fun. Um, We had a couple who used to work on our shark boat who moved back to California and they work on a blue whale watching charter. Cool. So forever in California, they like her videos are they're just massive massive creatures they are oh it would be amazing to see one they look fake in videos they do it looks like a cgi or something it totally does Uh yeah Yeah. how fun so good for the blue whale blue whales it's still bestie month bestie month these (laughs) are a couple of my favorite besties because i do see them together all the time at work They're so freaking cute. These ones are always together too. I feel like some of the besties we're talking about this month are like sometimes hanging out, Mm -hmm. but these ones are all the time. They're just have to be together. Yeah. Yeah. Today we're talking about the oceanic white tip and the pilot fish. Um, How about I talk about the pilot fish first and then we'll move up to the shark. Sounds good. Okay. So pilot fish congregate around sharks, rays, and sea turtles. Oh, I know. And they do that so they can eat the ectoparasites on them and the leftovers around the host species. Oh, okay. So after a little feeding frenzy, they get the leftovers it's like their napkin that's a friend yeah <laughs> i wish i had a napkin friend right i guess it's my dog oh yeah that's true Rubio <laughs> is my pilot fish yeah <laughs> um younger pilot fish are usually associated with jellyfish and drifting seaweed so it's like training wheels for them <laughs> that's adorable like oh start with the seaweed when you're little you're not ready for Practice. a shark cute i love this month already oh my gosh i know um they're this is cool they're also known to follow ships sometimes for long distances um one was actually found in county cork ireland and many pilot fish have been sighted on the shores of england so they go far with their hosts like they'll go anywhere um their fondness for ships led to the ancients believing that they would navigate a ship to its desired course. Oh. Um and I guess I should give you context. They are for, found in warm tropical open seas. Okay. So for the fact that they were found in Ireland and England is quite shocking. Yeah. Um they are a carnivorous fish. Um they are in the family Travale or jackfish. Okay. So um, their colors between dark blue and blackish silver with the belly being lighter in color, of course. Um, they're hanging out with sharks. Mm. The pilot fish is also known to have a temporary variation in color when it's excited. No. <laughs> so the dark colored bars disappear and it turns like really silvery, silvery white with three broad blue patches on its back. Weird. Have you ever the- seen them like different colors? I've only seen them with the bars. Uh, so maybe they're not excited. Around. Maybe I just didn't notice. You know what I mean? Maybe I thought it was a different fish. Yeah. How now, funny. Now that you know, Aww. go look. I want to know. Cute. Um, it can be recognized by its five to seven distinctive traverse bands, which are um really, really dark compared to the rest of its body. So it's actually a very pretty, like contrasted fish. Yeah. Um, they can grow up to 60 to 70 centimeters in length, which oh, is kind of big. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, the pilot fish is edible and is said to taste good, but it's rarely available due to its erratic behavior when caught. <laughs> so it freaks the fuck out. <laughs> Go pilot fish. Fight the power. <laughs> the IUCN does list them as least concerned. So that's oh, good. good. Mm-hmm. It's because they got a shark keep in there. Right. For every safe. one shark, I feel like you see at least three. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. They're getting protected. Um, they can be seen with all manner of sharks. They do prefer accompanying the oceanic white tip. They're bestie of They're the besties. The best, best friends. Um, the pilot fish's relationship with sharks is a mutualistic one. The pilot fish gains protection from predator- predators. And I'll let you talk about what the, sh- the shark gains. Hmm. Um, but whatever the veracity of such reports, it is extremely rare that a shark will feed on a pilot fish. So they don't eat them. You don't eat your best friends. No, I would never eat you. Uh-uh. No, no. Not even if you scared me a lot. That's a rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, the smaller pirate fish are frequently observed swimming into sharks' mouths, even to clean away fragments of food from between their teeth. Oh, it's like straight up flossers. Yeah. There's yeah. a shrimp that'll do that to people. I've, I've heard of that. I don't know what shrimp it is. I don't think I would. What if he goes down your throat? Right? Or what if you like need to breathe again and he's still in there doing his yeah. job? It's like the one in Nemo. And he's yes. like, voila, it is clean. Like <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it is clean. <laughs> um, pilot fish's distinctive markings have even been copied for decals as shark protection for surfboards. So some of them have eyes underneath, which I've we've seen about. those, the black and white mm-hmm. bands. Did you know, though, they did a really fun study on that contrasting because that was originally based on these guys and sea snakes because the sea snakes yeah. are poisonous, right? And so most animals can't eat them, but it only works in areas where those animals are found. Which so, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like if you're in Micronesia surfing with the banded on your surfboard, that's really going to help. But if you're in you know northern california the sharks see the contrast and they're actually more interested that totally makes yeah sense. so go with the eyeballs i remember a shark week years and years ago now when they were testing wetsuits with i these remember patterns. that remember that yeah. they were trying to decide like they're they were still in the process of doing like shark protection wear and mm-hmm. that was a big part of it yeah um <clears throat> okay uh just the last little bit there are a few possible etymologies from the term pilot fish one is that seafaring people believe that pilot fish which would appear around the bow of their ships when they were close to land were leading or piloting them back to port and the alternative etymology is that pilot fish were once erroneously thought to be piloting sharks to food or even as legends have it piloting ships whales and swimmers to safety oh so they're associated culturally as well yeah kind of like a dolphin yeah yeah Yeah. just like a less go this way fun dolphin (laughs) he's like but i don't know where i'm going he's just like i'm just following i you had bugs on you and i'm (laughs) hungry Here at Save the Mermaids podcast, we are always looking for fun and sustainable businesses to support. And one that we absolutely love is Nudie Wear. I met the owners, Christy and Ryan, at a scuba cleanup right here on Oahu. They're a local sustainable clothing brand that makes activewear, swimsuits, dry bags, purses, and headbands in gorgeous wildlife-inspired patterns such as the Mandarin fish, Nudie Bronx, and whale sharks. They donate 10% of each purchase to conservation efforts across the globe. Their activewear is made from recycled water bottles, and they even make beautiful jewelry out of the discarded fishing nets. 
Go to our website, www.mermaidconservation.com and use the code SAVETHEMERMAIDS to receive 10% off of your purchase. And if you're on the island of Oahu, join Nudiware for their monthly underwater cleanups. See you there. Alrighty. So funny thing about the pilot fish too. I was reading, you know how, have you heard about, I think it's called chat GPT, the new um, AI that people are using oh, to like do yes. their research for them. Yeah. Well, what people don't realize is that it's not a human mind. And so you still need to reread over your articles that you're posting to make sure any of it actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I found an article that was hilarious because <laughs> I was like, Oh, cool facts about the oceanic white tip and their relationship with the pilot fish. And it said a couple of things that made total logical sense. And then it said, Sharks have really bad eyesight and are not the best hunters. So the pilot fish help them find prey. Like what you said, like, oh, maybe it helps them find prey, but it was pretty much like right up to the prey. What? And we know that's not true. We know that sharks have an ampullae of Florenzini that helps them find, you know, a heartbeat. But they're we know great that hunters. They're amazing hunters. They have magical shark freckles. They have good eyesight and an amazing sense of smell. That's hysterical. It was so funny because this girl was like a science writer. I'm oh. not going to say who it was, but it was just this, it was this one on, um, not super well known of a of a science blog, but enough that like you know, as an American, you've heard of it before. And I was like, yeah. girl, you got to reread your article, even if you use Chat GPT to write it. So that is not true, and not why they're named a pilot fish. That is why we cannot rely on AI. Yeah, like Ooh. you still need writers. Super work. <laughs> it was so funny because I read that and it was like, it literally said sharks are bad hunters, and the pilot fish help them find the food. And I was like, that's upsetting. I have. I have seen a shark hunt before and they are good at it. And that's like out there for people to see and believe it's for, uh, Yeah. We should have AI write a podcast episode for us one day. That's a great idea. Okay. okay, let's do that. Next month is AI month. <laughs> and then we'll tell the truth after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny okay so like you said i have seen mostly i all pretty much all the pilot fish that i've seen have either been with galapagos or tiger sharks but like you said they are found often with oceanic white tips which we don't get too much at our shark dive sites here because they are a little shallow out here on oahu compared to the other islands and these guys can't be um mistaken for remora exactly totally different it doesn't stick to their bodies they usually swim in front of their nose and they're very much they look like a like a guy in a jail prison like a jail uniform yeah like a bunch of inmates following a exactly (laughs) because they're really bold black and white stripes um so the oceanic white tips are i mean oceanic white tip sharks are not to be confused with a reef shark a white tip reef shark they're very different these guys are apex predators they all they look like a like a puppy that hasn't grown into their fins yet yeah they have giant fins. I love their dorsal fins. They're so cute. It looks like it's dipped in an ice cream cone. Yeah, it does. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cute. So cute. Uh, they should not be confused like with the white to brief sharks, like I said, because they're found in very different areas and they hunt very different animals. Uh, because these guys are essentially swimming through like a giant desert, um, food can be few and far between to find some meals. So oceanic white tip sharks are opportunistic, meaning that they'll eat pretty much anything that comes across their path. That's why they can be pretty pushy towards divers. They're checking everything to see if it could be a potential meal. Um, Their favorite foods are going to be large fish like tuna or marlin. Imagine fighting a marlin. 
what how big are these sharks they, they can get really big oh my gosh yeah. i like did not picture that you're not gonna get like a giant marlin you know what i mean but okay. it'll feed on like the teenage ones for sure okay okay uh cephalopods um other sharks and even seabirds oh, oh yeah so don't land do they breach uh no it'll just be like you know when they sit on the surface if they're hunting a group of fish unassuming mm-hmm. oceanic white tip sharks have even been known to eat trash thinking that it's food which obviously is not good for them no uh, because oceanic white tip sharks are opportunistic feeders, they have attacked humans on occasion, especially uh, when a shipwreck lands people in the open ocean. So they're known for like during wars, and I'll go into that for a second, of like they're who to watch out for during a war. Not a t- I assumed a tiger shark would be to blame for a downed, like if you're exploding a ship, but it's these guys almost always, even more than great whites. I'm going to research something while you keep going. Okay. <laughs> Um, during both world wars, the oceanic white tip shark was a major concern for torpedoed boats and down planes. Um, but in fact, the odds of humans ever encountering these oceanic white tip sharks are very small because like I said, it's deep in the middle of nowhere. That is so interesting. But they were the ones that you had to watch out for if you were on a boat that exploded in a war. Oh, so I'm I'm looking up the USS Indianapolis right now. Okay. Is that the one? Are those the sharks that went for that one? Uh, probably. Interesting. Yeah. Because you always fill it in. I assume big ones. tiger or yeah. great white. Right. I always assume great white if it's deep, tiger if it's more shallow, but it's not. It's these guys. Wow. Yeah. Just because they just eat for, you know what I mean? They don't eat for such long periods that, hey, this is a really easy meal and it's loud and they're attracted to it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, fun fact, oceanic white tip sharks. It was the oceanic white tip. That's called crazy. it. Oh, yeah. Gosh. And that's according to the Smithsonian. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's true. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, fun fact, they need to be on the move pretty much all the time. Unlike some other sharks. So like the white tip reef shark can stay in place and you'll find them like sleeping under caves and stuff. Yeah. These guys uh, can't pump water over their gills. So they always need to keep swimming so that that oxygen filled seawater can wash over them. If they stop swimming, they can't breathe. So that's a big issue of them getting stuck in nets is they'll die very quickly um, if they're stuck in any sort of debris. Uh, The female oceanic white tips are typically larger than males. They can grow to more than 11 feet. Oh, I would have assumed like six to seven, like a Galapagos. But can you imagine seeing an 11 foot white tip? I'd be nervous. I would be, especially knowing what we know now. Exactly. because they're pushy i have friends on big island who see them all the time at dives and you always have to have your camera or your fin in between them because they're fast and they're zippy trying to pest you right so you just stick your fin out it'll bump into the fin and won't do anything it's like oh i didn't like that but they'll bump into you quite a few times um unless of course you're bleeding because you got a torpedo (laughs) (laughs) it's not funny (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that's a lot bigger than I would have thought. So it's interesting. This reminds me of the basking shark episode where you think based on the pictures you see online, you know what size it is. Cause yeah. same, I would have thought maybe six feet. Mm-hmm. Same with basking shark. You'd think that mouth was like 20 feet wide, Yeah, but it's not at all yeah. what it looks like. And we see like a lot of, you know, the girls we know on big Island who work um, in conservation out there, they're usually seeing like the teenage ones or the young adults. Yeah. They're not seeing the large cause they're still closer to shore like the places you're going to find the giant mamas are going to be where no human has been you know yeah super cool um okay so oceanic white tip sharks are found all over the world they used to be one of the most abundant shark species in the entire ocean which i didn't realize either like one of the top 
amounts of sharks. Unfortunately, their populations have decreased by about 70 to 80 percent. Yeah, so they're definitely uh, listed as threatened under the IUCN red list. This is primarily because they've been caught in large numbers as bycatch, like I said, because they have to be moving so quickly mm-hmm. all the time, or they're harvested for their fin because it's such a unique fin um, for their skin. Also, the skin trade, they'll, they want their specific shark skin for different products, which I found super interesting because you don't hear about shark skin being as big of a deal as shark liver oil or their fins. Right. But it listed their skin, which I found interesting because that coloration is really unique. I was going to say, what's special about their skin? Yeah, the coloration. Um, Oceanic white-tipped sharks have a long road ahead of them before their population recovers from historical fishing pressure. Like many other sharks and large animals, it takes years for them to reach the stage when they can reproduce. Um, And even then, they can only have one to 15 pups at a time. So it's not a ton all at once, and it takes them a while to have those babies. Uh, That means that it will take many generations of protection and good management for them to rebuild their populations. Um, So let's see. I wrote down that they get to 11 feet like three times in my (laughs) notes because I kept forgetting to like, I'm like, that's so crazy. It's crazy every time you hear it. They're just so big compared to what I thought they were. Um, Okay, so now about a little bit about their little pilot fish best friends. So sharks and pilot fish have a unique relationship in which the pilot fish benefit from the presence of the shark because it's giant, like Mm -hmm. you said. Um, They'll swim with the shark and they also get snacks because they're eating small organism from the shark's body and the leftover foods from the meal. In return, the shark is provided with a cleaner body and additional source of food from the pilot fish. So if you think about it, sharks don't, they can't like take a bath to get rid of bugs on their body or things like that. They need something to be with them to eat all those little, little things that make them itchy off of their body, right? So that's the fish's job. Um... Like I said, oh, this is kind of cute too. The pilot fish also have the benefit of protection from predators as the shark will, uh, has been known to fight off anything that threatens the pilot fish. Oh, yay. So it's not even like just because he's hiding beside the the pilot or beside the shark that nobody messes with the pilot mm-hmm. fish. But like if somebody, if a shark sees somebody messing with this pilot fish, he'll get mad. That's cute. I know. He's like, no, no, no. That is my pilot That's fish. my puppy. Yes. Um, it's been observed in many species of shark and pilot fish, uh, but it's an important example of how two species are able to not just coexist, but thrive in the same environment. I love that. That's a good friendship. I know. They both do quite a bit for each other. And the fact that he'll fight somebody off, like that was one of my favorite best friend facts because it wasn't just like, oh, a lot of, you know, remoras, they stick to the sharks and obviously you'd have to bite the shark to get to the remora, but the pilot fish usually will stay a couple inches from the animal's body. And if anybody even looks at him sideways, he's like, hey, that's mine. That's my friend. I really enjoyed learning about the white tip. They're interesting sharks. That is just like, why again one of those animals why don't we hear more about them i would love if we have any listeners who study oceanic white tips i would love for somebody to come on and give us a little bit more of a deep dive into them because there really wasn't a ton of information on these guys is like say a tiger which is just interesting to me because we do i feel like we would want to know more about oceanic white tips especially if they're the ones who we run into challenges with in the deep sea if you know somebody gets right exploded yeah yeah super interesting let's do a whole episode on white tips but somebody who please have somebody who knows oceanic white tips be listening and call us scientists (laughs) 
Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Thank you.